This is Joy. And this is Claire. And this is a podcast about soggy bottoms and good bakes. On your mark. Get set. Bake. Bake. (laughs) We're never going to get it together. (laughs) It's dessert week. And it's probably the biggest week (laughs) ever. I feel like... Not only do I love dessert week, but we have some we have some drama this week, like real life drama. I also every time they have dessert week, I'm like, as opposed to what? Is yeah, I know. <laughs> That's week? very true. Is biscuit? I mean, I guess as opposed to bread week, but it just seems like all the vast majority of what they're making is desserts. Is yeah. dessert? That's so true. <laughs> That's very true. But it's like okay, it's just the actual category of desserts. Instead right. of all the other delicious treats they make, I don't know. But uh, yes. it's ex- it's an exciting week. I have a lot of thoughts around what happened. And we know what faf means now. Yes. Thank you to everyone who wrote in and told us that faf means something that's like too much work and not worth it. So, Which just really, I love Freya. This is not meant in a bad way, but that just like encompasses Freya. Totally. <laughs> that word just really is fret. I understand why she uses it so much now. Sometimes, you know, I think like a lot of things in my life are a faff, like trying to make a dinner for my kids. Faff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. A lot. I, I relate a lot to that word. I relate a lot to Freya's personality type. And I think <laughs> that she is just, she's one of my favorite people. I think on the show this week, there was a time when they said something to her and she was just like, yeah, <laughs> was her know, response. <laughs> And I was like, Freya, I love you so much. Freya. Oh, my goodness. Okay, what other notes did you have about the beginning of the show? Well, the beginning was pretty underwhelming for me, so I didn't make a lot of notes about it. I was just like, okay, let's move on. Let's get onto it. I need more barnyard animals, really cute ducks. Uh, I did make a note that I'm like, you know what? They should make a live audience episode where there's people just hanging out in the in oh the green area with the, with the animals outside, kind of like just they do milling it. around. Yeah, outside. you know, like they have a big party at the end with everyone at the picnic tables outside. They should just do that during the tapings, and then sure. they could serve all the delicious treats. Like I'm sure the staff loves getting all the treats that they oh, make, yeah. but then they could just share the wealth. True. I had a note that Noel and Matt look very normal, so good for them. I love Paul's green heathered shirt. Mm-hmm. It was a great, great color. Really made his eyes pop. And then I was interested, you know, so they're going through, obviously, they're showing all like the little snippets. And Freya is saying there's a lot of vegan substitutes this week, and it's kind of hard to pull off these things without using non-vegan ingredients. So I'm kind of still surprised. And, and she talks about how people are like, Freya, like, give it up. And she's like, no, you got to stick to your morals. Yeah. So she's sticking to it. Yeah, she really is. So mm-hmm. good good for her. I respect that. I agree. So the signature challenge to start off is a pavlova, which basically is a type of meringue that you pipe into a shape that you then, and the shape typically has a bottom and then some edges, and then you fill this like sort of cylinder that you've made out of piped meringue with some sort of filling, normally like a fruity filling. And these are really tricky. You bake them and then let them cool in the oven because if they cool down too quickly, then the inside cools too quickly and the outside shell cracks. Cracks, yeah. And what you're looking for here, Paul and Prue are looking for a crispy exterior with a chewy marshmallow inside and then, yeah, just a filling of some kind. Do you ever wonder who makes the example ones? I mean, I feel like... The ones that they eat at the table yes. where it's just Prue and Paul. I want to know who makes the perfect it's gotta ones. It's got to be like... A t- <laughs> like Okay, so if you guys haven't heard of us talk about our friend Tina... 
who um, is a food stylist. I feel like Hi, it's got to be like a Tina. Yes, a food stylist who just like has the most perfect example of everything. But exactly. Yeah, I always wonder about that. If you're listening to the show, show yourself. <laughs> <laughs> we want to talk to you. So the, the two challenges here really are, it's a huge time crunch. And so letting it cool down without it collapsing is going to be a challenge um, because you still have to get it finished, but you have to give yourself enough time to let it cool down correctly. And so it's a time crunch and it's you don't want it to collapse also under the weight of your filling. So who stood out for you this week? Well, of course, Giuseppe. He, he, I think because he won last week, he's like coming in hot this week. And I feel like he was really on adrenaline. I was feeling his confidence. He was talking faster than normal. And P.S. I did turn on the captions this week because Lizzie, from the get-go, couldn't understand a word she was saying. And I was like, I can't just go through this episode not understanding her. So I did turn on the captions. Yeah. My very first note was that I couldn't understand. Well, my first note about Lizzie was like, what? What did you Yeah, that was my first note, Lizzie. I was like, Lizzie's saying something. I just don't know what it is. She's trying to communicate. I can tell. (laughs) But so Giuseppe made a peach, nectarine, and passion fruit um, using passion fruit pulp. So that was his filling was peaches, nectarines, and then a passion fruit pulp with a peach coulis and coconut chantilly cream. They thought his flavors were good, but it was a little underbaked. Maybe he turned off the oven a little early, but he did pretty well. I also thought Freya's looked amazing. I was feeling super confident about her. Yeah. So Freya was using uh, aquafaba again, which again, if you guys forgot basically what that is, not basically what it is, is if you have a can of chickpeas and you dump out the chickpeas, but you save the liquid, you can froth up that liquid and it look Okay. So here's the thing though. When It's raw, I guess you could say. It is a very similar, it's a similar texture to a raw whipped egg white. So if you're using it for like a mousse, that's one thing. But if you're trying to bake it, obviously it doesn't have any protein structure like like an egg white would. So when you go to bake it, it doesn't create any additional structure. So it, so hers looked great. I think it, she used kind of some coloring in the piping to make these little swirls. She was using a peach Melba flavor with orange blossom. I mean, that just sounds great. And it looked great. It looked amazing, but then it it was like, it goes in. Yeah. But when it comes out, it doesn't, it just didn't really hold its shape. And so they go to cut into it and it kind of just like melted in the middle. So she does okay. I think that they don't really like lay into her too much because they realize that like she's using a completely different set of ingredients than everyone else and how it just that stuff doesn't bake the same way as the other as eggs. It just doesn't. I was also feeling really confident about Lizzie because she has mm-hmm. just been doing really well. And I shocking. really love Yeah, it's shocking. That. But I feel like she's just been doing really, really well. <laughs> and her subtle, subtle. Then when she Uh-oh. says subtle, she's like, this is just, you know, it's going to be a subtle something. Rosemary, because she was using rosemary. And they were a little worried about that. She's like, it'll be subtle. And then Noel made a comment about how she said subtle. I'm like, you're making a comment about one word? Because I can't understand. I can't understand anything you say. <laughs> but I feel like Lizzie has been like the surprise underdog of this whole competition. I thought she was going to be out in week two. The very first time they even showed her on the camera, I was like, this girl is out of here. She is a hot mess. 1000% agreed with you. And so the fact that she's like really coming into her own that like, she's the one who's really like stepping it up throughout the weeks has shocked me. Shocking. I, and also I'm pleasantly surprised because I love her. Surprised. Yeah. I agree with that. So Lizzie is making an Easter themed pavlova. And the way she describes it is super weird. She's like, you have a, you think of Easter, you think of baby lambs, you think of rosemary. And I was like, no, Lizzie, that's not, 
And so Noel's like, is there going to be a baby lamb in there? And she's like, well, that would be weird. And I'm like, well, you, the whole way you just described this is weird. Like, I would not be weirded <laughs> out by that at all. After Jurgen's little baby cake, oh I'm my gosh. not weirded out about anything. <laughs> so her Easter pavlova is a purple blueberry meringue with lemon and rosemary cream on top. She used something in there has like this green tinge to it. The rosemary cream, she dyes like this pale green. And Paul thinks it looks weird, but the flavors are spot on. He says it's a little stodgy. And as we know from last year, when we had to deep dive last year, I feel like stodgy was our, was the new faff. That was the new faff. The new stodgy. Exactly. We were like, what the heck does stodgy mean? And we came to find, if you guys don't know, that it means just sort of like sticky and dense and not and like undercooked like it's that feeling it's like that texture of an undercooked pancake where you're just like like that's what stodgy feels like yeah i also really liked jurgens he made a passover pavlova which is chocolate matzah and vanilla my favorite cutaway from this challenge was everyone's like freaking out and they cut away to jurgen and he has this little paintbrush and he's like I'm just painting my matzah and he has these like matzah crackers and he's just painting them with chocolate. Just like as chill as can be. He's my favorite. And I love his eyebrows and I just love him so much. My note is when did Jurgen become such a little old man? He's just the best. He's just the best. So wonderful. Oh, they love it. He has a great blend of flavors and Paul says Jurgen's back. So that was a big compliment. Yes, yes. Jurgen is back. Because as we remember last week, he did not do very well. And then let's not forget Chigs. Who gets a handshake in this challenge? Yes. He does a tropical theme with chocolate shards. It looks great. And he does amazing. He gets a handshake. He's killing it. And he's, he's so psyched about it. killing himself. it. I got to say, though, Chigs' resting bitch face is yes, beyond. It's real. And I love it so much. It's not even a resting bitch. Like I would say, it's like a resting villain face where he's so stressed. He looks like a villain. He looks like he's gonna like I don't know because like when his face is relaxed, his eyes are just popped open, (laughs) and he looks like he's looking at you like, "What are you doing?" (laughs) Like it looks like you you like catching your friend's eye from across the bar when you're approaching their crush, and they're like, "Huh? Yeah." Damien, shall we not? Like, shall we not? It's that face. Yeah, it's that face. And his eyebrows are so expressive that he is just his thinking, concentrating, waiting for a response face. Yes. Love it. It's the best. Not? And then let's talk about some people who don't do so well, like George, for example. And he's making a lemon curd. His pavlova is going to have lemon curd with biscuits on top. And so he takes a gamble here where he has to bake a second element, which means he can't let his pavlova cool for enough time. So he tries to be clever and put it in the proving drawer, which does not work. Prue walks up and the first words that she says are, I think it looks awful. To get just like direct negative feedback, like Prue normally tries to find a silver. Like, yeah, like, she but does. Your, like she, she'll she, say, but your colors are good. Or like, right. no. She doesn't come out of the gate hot like that. No, Prue is and not she pulling sure any punches on this one. No, she was like, it just looks awful. Exactly. I feel like at this point, we've talked about everyone except for Christelle, Maggie, and Amanda. So you might as well just go through them. Christelle sure. does a kiwi with lime curd. It looks great. It's delicious. She does great. Amanda does a heart shape with chocolate mascarpone and a raspberry curd. They think her flavor is a little unbalanced. She They would wish that she used less chocolate and more raspberry, but she does okay. It looks good. And then Maggie just kind of is like bumping along again this week. She's sticking with the basics again. She's like, I don't think there's a need to improve on anything. And this is where you start to see again that what we've been talking about the last few weeks where Maggie is just not interested in taking it to the next level. Yeah. 
And so she does a fruit and raspberry syrup and a passion fruit cream. And they say it looks informal, which is very like a Mary Berryism. Right, right, right. It's sort yeah. of like the Mary Berry way of being like, this is a mess. And it sort of has collapsed, but it's a good, it's good flavors. But obviously you can tell that like they're kind of, you know, she's not really stepping up the way everyone else is. No. The other thing I had, the other note I had about this challenge was that the the like cutaways of them trying to move their pavlovas from the baking sheet onto the serving tray were so intense. It was very intense. And I think they did that on purpose because they're like, okay, we got to get some drama Drama. (laughs) on how we do this. Just, is it going to crack? Yeah. I appreciate that. I appreciate that though. For a show so pure, give us a little bit of drama. But that's the thing is my favorite thing about this show is that the drama is like, is it going to crack while they move it to the, to the tray as opposed to like, Christelle hates Amanda and they're both after Chigs. You know what I mean? Like right. they don't do anything like that. It's, the drama <laughs> is what it is and it's whether or not the Pavlova is going to oh, crack. It's so great. Okay. So coming out of the signature, I'm feeling like in the top, we have Chigs, obviously Jurgen and Christelle. Would you agree with that? Yep. And in the bottom, we definitely have George, Maggie, and I'd also put Freya down there because even though... She, you know, her kind of issues were self-explanatory. It, they were still issues. So going into the technical, uh, first, let's talk about last week's technical, which were the ciabatta breadsticks, in case you've already forgotten. So I made these this week, and the recipe was this ciabatta dough with um, olives, red onion, cheese, and some sort of fresh herb. I forget because I didn't use that. Here's my review. I've never made breadsticks before, and I've definitely never made ciabatta before. I definitely did experience every, what everyone was talking about with the dough being so wet and sticky. I felt like just getting the dough, mixing the dough, getting it to rise, all that went fine. I can imagine it. I I don't do these on the same time crunch because it's just not realistic for my life <laughs> or my skill level. And so I could definitely see that if you were at a time crunch and you really had to like get them in, get them rising, figure out when to cut them, let them rise again it to rise again, let them do more rising. <laughs> it would feel really cr- like super time crunch. But for me, the hardest part about it was just dealing with the sticky dough, getting them cut into strips and then moved onto the baking sheet felt like without getting like collapsing all of the air bubbles was a Herculean effort. And I wish I would have had like a buddy to help me do it. I ended up, I have bench scrapers. If you guys don't know what a bench scraper is, I don't know. How do I describe it? It's like a little, maybe like five by seven piece of flat metal, like skinny flat metal with a little handle on the end. And so you use it for like scraping your pastry bench, like for cleaning up the dough or for like, you see people use it when they're making bread. So yeah, you, you have see, a couple of you, those. Do you see, is it like that when someone at a fancy restaurant comes around and like scrapes your table? Yes. Because <laughs> they're like, let me get the crumbs off for exactly. your dessert. It's yeah. a crumbs paper. Yeah. And so we have a couple of those. And so I was using those like one in each hand, like trying to like a spatula, like because it's like wider than a spatula. But I felt like I needed like four spatulas to like pick it all up. To like, like pick it was, all up. And it was wasn't that so it was sticky. sticky. Oh, it was sticky, but like and even it was like so wet. Yeah, 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 yeah. So even if you had like a coat of flour on your hands, it was still going to fall. No. Okay. And then if even if I had a coat for so first of all, I couldn't have done it just with my hands because it would have like my hands aren't big enough. It would have like seeped through my fingers. Sure. And oh, then wow. trying to get okay. it off my hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it wouldn't have happened. Yeah. And I and so it was hard because it's it has this rise, but it's not a lot of rise. 
And you don't want to handle it too much because then the air bubbles will all go away. So that was really the trick. I baked them. They turned out pretty well. The flavors were pretty intense. Like the olive was very intense. Brandon doesn't really like olives. So I ate some of them. And then Maxine, our au pair who lives, who's lives in Brazil. She lives in our house. She's from Brazil. I came to find that she really likes olives and red onions. So she, I love ate, it. <laughs> she got to eat some. That was great. Honestly, I would say if this is a recipe that feels like it called to you, if you're like, I too love olives and red onion, give it a try. It was not as hard as, as I thought it was going to be. Um, it just that one step of transferring them, see, you know, try to get a buddy to help you. <laughs> a transfer buddy. But I could definitely see how in the tent it would have been tricky to try to get your timing right. So the technical this week, as they're introducing it, they're like, Prue, do you have any words of advice? And she's like, this is going to require some serious multitasking. Dun, dun, dun. And they refer to her as Pruella DeVille, which made which, me laugh because I just watched the new crew. Well, the newest Cruella with Emma Stone. I was like, Emma, because there's two Emmas, Emma Thompson and Emma yes. Stone are in it. And it's great. It's a great movie. I highly recommend it. But yes, Pruella DeVille, which I'm like, okay, she's really not that evil. Asking you guys to multitask. I'm sure you do it all the time. It's true. But to get that feedback at the beginning, it's like makes people a little scared. And so the technical is four sticky toffee puddings. Which is like my favorite set of words together ever. I'm so excited for this one. I love sticky toffee pudding. And then they have to make little twills, little crackers, basically little cookie things to that like tent over them. And they only have 90 minutes. So and then they also have to make two sauces, like a caramel sauce yeah, and a um, creme anglaise. Which that just, and, I mean, in the baking world, that just must be a very, very short amount of time. Because And then Giuseppe, you see his face like, what? 90 minutes? Honest, so the and, multitasking is like really the key here. And they've given them all these extra little things, right? Like just to make four sticky toffee puddings in 90 minutes, like to- it could be definitely doable. But then to also have to make these like cracker things, these sauces, like it's going to be a time crunch. So here's what they're looking for. They want it to be not, they want it to be cooked correctly. They're saying it's, there's a, there's a, a challenge of undercooking it because this is a, they're cooking it in like a little tin, like in a little cup. So it's hard to tell if it's cooked all the way through. There's a right. chance that you could go to flip out your sticky toffee pudding and it's just like runny and runny. And we've out. seen that before. Like it looks fine on the top, but when you flip it over yep. and, and pull the top off, it could just like collapse. It just like yeah. collapses. Mm-hmm. They want a light sponge. They want a smooth creme anglaise. And my note is like, why are they even bothering with these little twill cracker things? Like, yeah, it's, come it's on. so obviously come just, on. it's like, a, you know, a red hair. Just going to screw you. <laughs> so as they're going around the tent, everyone's sort of like trying to figure out, first of all, like they have, they have to make wet caramel, which I hate that phrase, but it's basically just like a caramel sauce. <laughs> so I don't know why they don't just call it caramel sauce. Just call it caramel sauce, please. Don't, don't make us say the words wet caramel. <laughs> 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 and but everyone's sort of like, what does this mean? What does this mean? And Jurgen is like, oh, when you add the hot water, it it helps with the crystallization. I'm like, Jurgen, of course, he understands what like all science. of it. Yep, he sure does. But the real headline of the technical is that Maggie doesn't think she misses the step where you add flour. She doesn't think there's flour that goes in it. And so she puts hers in and she's talking to Giuseppe and she's like, isn't it weird that there's no flour in here? And he's like, what are you talking about? And like points to the flour. So this is week two where Maggie has forgotten. Maggie. Last week, at least she cut up the onions and then just forgot to add them. Yeah. And this week, like she even is talking about how like, it's so weird. There's no flour in here, but I'm just going to go with it. She doesn't think to like, wait a minute, maybe I should just read this five more times. And read make it sure. five more times. Read it 10 more times, Maggie. 
Bless your sweetheart. She just makes this like slop. I mean, it's got to, her ingredients basically had to have been just sugar. Can I I just say, when she flips flips over her cup and pulls it up, it was like a ghost of of a secret of a, of an ash just pops up. It's so sad. It was like the sound of like, just like, like, Yes, it was like the like Clark Griswold sticky toffee pudding. It totally and I felt so bad. I think both Scott and I were like, oh no. It was it the really saddest. Was. It was like just. It wasn't even like, it was just an ash popped out. A turd popped out. It was so sad. It really was. Like, what the heck, guys? So poor Maggie. But for everyone else, (laughs) the challenge basically becomes, like, who can get it out of the tin? What is it going to look like when they turn it out? Right. Other than Maggie, no one has, like, a severe collapse. Amanda's are a little underdone, and hers are a little bit, like, watery. Um, Well, I'd say a lot of people were underdone. More people were underdone than, like, but not, like, to a failure where it was, like, not to where it was, like, you know, just water. (laughs) Yeah. I think. Amanda's the only one that really had like struck like where the bottom wasn't cooked enough to where right. she flipped it out. It like sort of started melted. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously Maggie comes in last. She had her little twill crackers and they were fine. And but like her whole plate just looked very silly. Poor Maggie. Oh, God, Amanda was second from the bottom. They were pretty raw. She burnt her twill and her creme anglaise was scrambled. Sad for Amanda. In second place was Lizzie. Lizzie. Again. Just Love it. She is just knocking amazing. our socks off. Just yep. really uh, achieving, what's exceeding expectations. And then in first place is Jurgen. Jurgen's back. Jurgen is back. Thank the good Lord. So going into the showstopper, I feel like Jurgen and Chigs are at the top. And it's pretty obvious that Maggie's in the bottom. Yes, very, very obvious. I think now we can kind of move forward and say it's pretty obvious who is exceeding and doing really, really well and the ones that are just falling behind. Totally. So the showstopper is a celebratory multi-layer dessert wrapped in a jacond collar. So here's what that means. You have your your baking sheet, right? Your rimmed baking sheet. You pipe in this delightful, elegant design with some cake dough, some colorful food dyed cake dough batter, I should say. Then you take some more cake batter and you gently pour it over the top so that when you bake it, you have this design on the bottom that's been like piped in and and preserved. Looks like a little picture. Like a fossil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you, you turn it out, you now have this like very thin rectangular layer that you can curve around to look to like create a cylinder with a design all around the outside. Like wrap it around. Yeah. Very pretty, can, very delicate looking. Yes. Highly decorated. You can kind of fill that then with anything that you want. So they start out with Lizzie and they're like, what are you making? And she says something that's completely unintelligible. <laughs> Truly, Something about Liverpool. That's all I picked up. No idea what she says. I just yeah. wrote, what? What? It was what? the skyline of the silos of Liverpool. So once like, yeah. <laughs> the guy who explains the design starts to talk like Lizzie's such and such is going to be. I'm like, oh, it's and but that didn't even shed light onto what she said. I wasn't like, Mm-mm. oh, Liverpool. Oh, that's what she it. said. I was still like, I whatever. I thought she, she said, was doing something about soccer. <laughs> that's that's I had, right. I had I couldn't get there. But so she's making a Liverpool skyline with chocolate hazelnut and pecan and dark chocolate ganache. Yeah. So 
kind of like a cool concept here. She hers comes out of the oven looking great in the when she goes in the judging. They don't love the texture, but her flavors are good. She does okay, but she definitely is seeming very safe. Yes, right. This week she's definitely safe. And I honestly would say if she had nailed the showstopper, she could have been in the running for Star Baker, which was shocking. I mean, we need to stop underestimating Lizzie, I think, is really like we right. She's right up there. She's right up there. We're no longer shocked. She is right up there. She's showing herself to be, even though she looks like a hot mess, she's showing herself to be a a very accomplished baker. Jurgen is doing a sheet music and I just love him. Like he's doing the real sheet music and he's like, da da da. Yeah, as he's. As he's making it, he's singing the notes and making sure that they're the right notes. He's like, yes. da, 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 da. It's a little trombone lifestyle. It's the actual sheet it's, music. Yes. It's so complex. Like, he is so wonderful. He's doing that with historical classic Tudor flavors, which the Tudor like, era doesn't really mean anything in America. <laughs> we, that's not like an era that we were, probably because it was before America was America. But I don't know what that meant. <laughs> but he's doing... Mint, black pepper, strawberry, and white chocolate. Those are all his flavors. He does this white wine jelly on the top, and it looks so good. So his top layer is this like very clear white wine colored, so you know, barely, barely tinged jelly. And then you look down through it and see these sliced strawberries. It just looks so good. It te- the textures are delicious. He really does great. The whole experience is just so delightful. To be so delightful. And I love, love, love when... Paul is like, well, I don't taste any of the pepper. He's like, you have to wait for it. And he's like, okay, let me try again. He takes another bite and Jurgen starts singing for him. Yes. Singing. It was a full on immersive experience of his showstopper. So not only is he waiting for the pepper and then Paul goes, oh yeah, I got it. Yeah. Amazing. Like while Jurgen is singing the song that is imprinted on the freaking cake, it was unbelievable. (laughs) The whole experience was, it was just so grateful to have been a part of that. (laughs) Amanda is doing an Adam and Eve theme with like apple jelly and some boozy bavoir bavois. Hers though melts over the side while it's, while it's baking and then it leaks when she puts it together. But she says something hilarious when she brings it up, which is this is inspired by a crime scene that I recently went to. <laughs> that was great. <laughs> because it like has I love red it. Yep. Just go ahead. Right yeah. Just go ahead and make fun. It's great. We love you. Yes. And it's it's pretty good, but it's they can't really get the apple. The texture's good. She does fair. I mean, Amanda is she's, like she's holding her own yes, for now. Just but enough. It's obvious that like the tide is rising to the point where she's gonna be underwater here in the next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. Maggie is doing a strawberry theme and she has to start over. She takes her first attempt out too soon. It it is too soggy. Um, it's underbaked, which is too bad because the first attempt looked great. Like her strawberries looked so cute. Looked and then she so just cute. Has to trash them. Yeah. And all my notes are just, she's going home. She's going home. Yep. She's going home. It was pretty obvious from the mm-hmm. technical too. I was just like, yep, she just sealed her fate. And I'm so sorry, Maggie. I know. And her flavors are lovely. Prue is so kind to her. She's like, it's a very pretty color. But even in like the post, you know, the interview afterwards, she's she you can tell that she knows she's going home. Chigs does two tiers. And my note is, why do they do this themselves? Like, you don't have to make two cakes, but okay, fine. They're based on the new bathroom tile that at his sister's house. Sure. Why not? I think that uh, was a it, little bit weird. I'm like, I don't want to think about bathrooms while I'm eating a cake, but it's okay. But it ends up looking great. He really does amazing. Paul says his flavors are perfection. That is a very high, you know, it feels like he could have, like if if Paul gave out handshakes during the showstopper, which last season he made it clear that his policy is that he only gives out handshakes during the signature. Yeah. 
I feel like chicks would have gotten another handshake. Like his was yeah, so good. I was I was waiting for like what's the next step? What is it's almost like Paul has to kind of raise the bar here. Like what's the next step from a handshake? Is he going to start hugging people? That would be terrifying. <laughs> It, yeah, it would be like at the end of um, Harry Potter where Voldemort hugs Malfoy and everyone's so uncomfortable. <laughs> like, hey, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. George is also doing two tears, which I'm like, George, you are such a hot mess. Like, your stuff yeah. is so messy. Don't, Come on. Don't do Keep two tears. Keep it simple. Keep it simple. He's doing a peanut butter and chocolate flower designs. It's a little messy, as always. It's a super strong flavor. He goes, like, way overboard with the peanuts. Way overboard in the peanuts. And Paul's like, that's a lot of peanuts. He's like, I love peanuts. Yeah, come on. <laughs> All right. Okay. Don't hate. <laughs> no, he does okay. Giuseppe is doing a red fruit and pistachio flavor with a re- – uh, it's like a recreation of a big wedding cake that his dad made who was, a, he said, a very accomplished chef and a passionate baker. Yeah, it sounds like so, his dad was un- incredible. Totally. And so when he brings it up, they say this looks very professional. I was a little underwhelmed. Like if I had been standing up there, I'd have been like, Giuseppe, was this really three and a half or whatever hours of work? Like to me, it looked a little underwhelming, but they loved it. So, oh, well, it has great layers. I thought it looked too simple, but who who am I? <laughs> Yeah, it, yeah, I, I I agree. And Paul was like, yeah, if I was at a restaurant, I think this what Giuseppe asked, like, if you were at a restaurant, what would you give it? And Paul's like, a good five stars. I'm like, all right. right. Okay. Yeah. So Giuseppe does great. Christelle is doing a pina colada flavor one, and it's going to look like a pineapple. Her concept is really cute. It's a it's, lot. I feel like her theme is a lot more like well-rounded than everyone yes, else's. Yes. I feel like Christelle, out of all of them, when she plans something, she executes it very well out of everybody. Totally. I feel like her, she just has like a little bit more detail of that like eye for design. It's great layers, very neat, strong flavors. They like it. She does well. Um, Freya, again, is, you know, struggling to use vegan, vegan ingredients. Hers is going to be a rectangle, which actually was very clever of her. She was like, the vegan cake doesn't, isn't as flexible. So I'm doing a rectangle. So it doesn't crack when I make it into a circle, like good job, good problem solving Freya. She's using orange and chocolate flavors with hazelnut, but it sets a little bit too hard. The orange is a little bit too strong. The cake is okay. Again, this whole week for her has just been like a little bit off the mark because her Mm -hmm. ingredients can't quite get her to where she needs to be. Yeah, which part of me is like, come on, can you just can you just stray for like one week? And and it's kind of like, right, Freya, you might be at a point where you need to make a choice. Right, you're vegan, and like realize that like you, you know, at some point you. I'm not saying that vegan ingredients can't be delicious, but there are inherent restrictions when you're comparing them apples to apples with cakes that are made with real eggs, real butter, and on the Great British Bake Off, and like Like, you can't mess around with these bakers. And if it was a vegan bacon baking show, sure, you'd be playing in the same exactly. But game. when you're when they're being compared directly to non-vegan cakes, and also think about the fact that like the non-vegan, like the traditional techniques, these have been being developed for hundreds of years, some of them. And so it's really hard to compete with something that you sort of like came up with in your kitchen two weeks ago versus a technique for a sponge cake or it's been around forever and ever. Meringue. Yeah. Right. It's been forever and ever and like has been perfected over the years. So we may see Freya needing to make a decision here. Like are you gonna stick with your in the next couple of weeks? Like are you gonna stick with being vegan or are you gonna win? What do you want, Freya? We'll what find do you out. want, Freya? So my note about this whole challenge as a whole, though, is as they're starting construction, they have these, like most of them, you know, have their, their tin, they're like round tin, and then they put a plastic collar in, and then they fill in their cake with the um, design facing out, and then they fill in the, in the filling. It looks really fun, actually. Like, I feel like 
if you knew what you were doing and you had the time and you were dedicated to it, I always think about baking right now, you know, with my kids in the kitchen, like anything like this for me would feel like a nightmare. But I was watching them thinking like, if you had this dedicated just experience, it looks like it'd be so fun to get to create these layers and kind of like smush everything in there. So much fun construction involved. Yeah. And just so I was jealous. Maybe one day I'll get to make something like this in a um, in a dedicated setting. Okay, so going into the judging, it's pretty obvious Maggie's at the bottom, but also George, I think, is in the bottom. And like we just said, Freya hasn't done Freya. And at the tops, I think the top, I think we have Chigs, Jurgen, and maybe Lizzie. So Star Baker this week is Chigs, which I'm so excited for. I'm for him. so happy for. I'm so happy for him. And then Maggie does go home. What Which I'm sad to see her go because I really like her as a person, but it was her time. Like she obviously has been in the bottom now for a couple of weeks and it was her time to go. Yes. But I'm sad that she's leaving because I do love her. I love Maggie. I just love how she doesn't take herself too seriously. There was not one point where I felt like she was stressed out about going home. And I love her perspective on life because she's like, I've delivered a million babies like this is nothing. <laughs> Yeah, she was like, I mean, this doesn't compare to bringing you life into the world, but it was pretty good. It was right. second. It was second to that. I was like, good, Maggie, we need your down to earth perspective. Like, yes. this is not bringing I, life into the world. This is just making seem, some cakes. She did seem like she got flustered at some points, like her little like flushed red cheeks that I loved. And then yeah, like, she when did she cry cried. That yeah. Ago. Yeah. But yeah, I think overall, she just was like we've said, and we saw this coming a mile away. She just was not interested in putting herself through the stress that would take to go to like, rise to that next level that she needed needed to be at and that's exactly fine. yeah that's totally fine all right guys well thank you for hanging out with us for another episode of this super fun podcast please share us with your friends share about us on social media talk about us in your instagram stories tag us at joy and claire underscore that really is the best way to spread the love about this podcast so we would love to see let's see let's make a goal of like 20 people sharing this in their stories this weekend yes Can we get there? Can you help us get there? Please, please just tell like one friend. Just put us in your Instagram stories, (laughs) take a little screenshot or reshare, go straight to our profile and reshare the post that we're going to post about this episode. It would be so helpful to us to get the word out. We love this podcast and we want to keep doing it. Um, And of course we will anyway, but nonetheless. And And tag tag the show because maybe they'll like tag the show too, because then they'll be like, Oh, who are these girls? I know. Who maybe. are these crazy Americans? <laughs> Although, fun fact, you cannot tag Paul Hollywood. He has turned off tagging. <gasps> Paul, you devil. He was getting too, ma- too many tags, <laughs> which good boundary setting, Paul Hollywood. I, I approve. And you can always listen to one of our other two podcasts or both of them. Just go all in for Joy and Claire. We have our... Uh, podcast. This is Joy and Claire. And on this week's episode, we talked all about toxic workplaces and changing jobs. And then we also have our podcast, Girls Gone Wad, which is all about health and fitness. We've had some episodes lately about like manifesting, about becoming a mom. We've had episodes about just mental health, like, and about diet culture. Like, head on over there if any of those topics speak to you, which hopefully they do. Thank you so much for joining us. And we will talk to you next week. Until then, any marks? marks? Wait, do you want to do it or do I? I'm going to start this time. Any marks? Get set. Bake. (laughs) I love it. You're doing it. You're doing it. We're never going to get it together. (laughs) 